Hello everyone, this is Andrea Von Kampen and welcome to my podcast, It's My Party. This is a podcast where I sit down with women who I find to be interesting and creative and we have meaningful conversations. So if that sounds good to you, let's get started. Today's guest is an artist, illustrator, and designer based right out of Lincoln, Nebraska. Her name is Abigail E. Penner. Abigail is someone who I cross paths with frequently. We've had a lot of mutual friends over the years. I think she's distantly related to our sponsor, Agora, but I'll have to check on that. Um, Sometimes I see her around town. Sometimes I see her at trivia on Thursdays. It seemed only right to get her on the podcast. Um, And not just because I see her so much, but because she's truly an incredible artist. Um, She's worked with companies like The Bay, Vans, Turbine Flats, which is a really cool place here in Lincoln. She's designed for My Favorite Murder podcast. Uh, Her prints, merchandise, and materials are all sourced by local small businesses. She has a whole online store where she sells things. This is such a cool store. And if I'm correct, I think she said she just sold her 10,000th item, which is insane. Abigail's Instagram is sort of like a masterclass on how to grow your small business and promote yourself. She she does such an incredible job with her socials. She's just really killing it. I urge you to check out her socials, her website, all of it. Um, her website on her about page, she says, my mother's resilience taught me my own in this and through this, I made a living out of drawings. And I think that just sums up Abigail perfectly. So without further ado, here's our episode for the day. Thank you so much for being on my podcast. I am interviewing creative people, mostly women, who I think are really cool. And your name kind of went to the top of the list as I started to think about Hmm. people who I could reach out to. Cool. That's so nice. So, okay. I sort of wanted to like, yeah, no worries. I sort of wanted to like start from the beginning and ask you like where you grew up and kind of if that influenced your work, but we can just sort of start from where you grew up. Okay, cool. Yeah. I feel like we probably have a somewhat similar upbringing because I was raised in a small town in Nebraska, Northeast Nebraska called Neely. Okay. So my family moved to Neely, Nebraska when I was six years old, almost six years old from North Hollywood, California. Why did Um, they move to Neely? Because my mom's family is from there. They lived in LA for a long time because my dad's career was there. But then we had a family member get sick. And so mm. we moved back to Nebraska when that happened. And how um, old were like you right, when you moved? I was five, almost six. So okay. right before, like we were homeschooled for, I mean, I was homeschooled for technically three years, kindergarten, first grade. Oh, two years. Cause I went, I started public school in second grade. Okay. But yeah, I think they were just nervous about California school systems and <laughs> for no reason. Like there's not that much there. But. I don't know. I can't speak to California public schools, but so what does your dad do in <laughs> what did your dad do in Hollywood? What was his job? He's an animator. So at the time he was working on The Simpsons. He does storyboarding and stuff. And he stayed with them for a long time after, even when we moved back to Neely, he's still working with the studio and stuff. Even now he's still working with studios in California. That's cool. So did you all have like a big culture shock when you moved to Nebraska? I know like it's, it is sort of interesting how our stories are similar. My family moved from Michigan when I was four, both my parents Mm. sort of grew up in Detroit and in and around there. 
And there was a bit of a culture shock when we moved to small town Nebraska. Did you feel that way? Yeah, probably. I mean, I was really young at the time and I had, I was homeschooled. So I was with my siblings and cousins. So I didn't Mm. get a lot of the interaction right away. (laughs) I feel like there's definitely culture shock when I started public school, even though it's like, I don't know, I was really young, eight years old, maybe. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, it was it was kind of wild. I feel like I never fit in in Neely, but I also don't think any of my family members did. Like my, I have three siblings, so two brothers, one sister. So all four of us, including my parents, never really like didn't really work in Neely. So that's so interesting. And and do you feel like that sort of had anything to do with wanting to kind of like push the boundaries and do your own thing? Like, do you feel like you sort of like gained a a spirit of independence there or kind of like doing what you want? Maybe. I feel like I didn't. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. I feel like I didn't have many options. Okay. (laughs) It's like. Can you let us know, uh, like, what is the population of Neely? Just so we can sort of set the scene for us here. Yeah. 1,652. I had. (laughs) <laughs> and what's like the closest class. big city? Norfolk, Nebraska. Oh wow. Thanks. Okay. <laughs> so this is far away then. I'm I have no yeah. idea where this is. And like I think you yeah, said it's northeast. Is that what you said? Yeah. And when you said that, my mind just went blank. <laughs> like, Honestly, I had no big, idea. <laughs> yeah. The next big city, I guess not, it's still not that big. Like Norfolk on like south and then Yankton, South Dakota. Okay. Is I've been be, to like, Yankton. The big city north. Yeah. Played a so show it's like there. right on the edge. <laughs> wow. It's cute. Yeah, it is. It is really cute. Isn't it on a river maybe or a creek? Yeah. 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 It's on the Niobrara, I think. Okay. I oh, nice. Wrong. Very cool. So you start, you, you go to Neely. It's a little rough, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and do you finish like all the way through high school there? Yeah. So I, I didn't have very many people in my class. There was 19 and they like small town Nebraska, I feel like this is true for most small towns in Nebraska, probably small towns everywhere, honestly, where it's sports influence, (laughs) even if the team isn't good or the town isn't good, it's still like sports. So the art community in Neely was super small. There is, I think, I, I mean, I was the only one in my art class and it was an independent study because the other girl, there was literally one other girl in my class that was doing art and we both had independent studies. Wow. Um, so yeah. And I have chronic illness, it's like a physical issues that I can't play sports. Darn. <laughs> but yeah, so I could only really do like the art and creative yeah. stuff, which turns out worked out for me. But yeah, isn't it crazy how art art endeavors you can do your whole life but for most people you stop playing sports after high school but yet sports are like the most worshipped thing in high school I don't know it's just yeah it's so imbalanced <laughs> it's so strange we also were like bad at sports and yeah still, that's like- me too <laughs> <laughs> I mean I didn't play any sports in high school so I I was completely worthless you know to the the structure of the school since I couldn't like play <laughs> basketball. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They wouldn't have won. I would have been more useless if I was playing. So. <laughs> okay. So you graduate from Neely high NHS. Yeah. And then where do you go from there? I started college at the university of Omaha because okay. the campus was pretty. And my dad mm-hmm. was working in Omaha at the time. So he's commuting between Neely and Omaha. 
I just wanted to be close to family. And then I transferred to Lincoln to be closer to my brother because I have an unhealthy attachment to my siblings. And then I just kind of stayed in Lincoln. I dropped out of school. Okay. But were I'm you pursuing <laughs> an art <laughs> Were you pursuing an art degree or what were you going to school for? <clears throat> yeah, so I started actually for music. I was a cellist. So I was going to school for music in Omaha. It didn't last very long because I have still unresolved like chronic pain issues in my hands so it kind of I had to pick between cello and drawing and it's like well I don't know I've been drawing longer than I've been playing cello so and I don't think like right now it's necessarily I have to pick but at the time at 18 it kind of felt that way so yeah I transferred like or I switched majors I don't even know I did college really badly I don't know if I ever picked a major I just was like I want to do art stuff and then mm-hmm. I don't know it was did art stuff for a while yeah. and then dropped out because I hated it. I hated school. If someone today said to you, I really want to do what you do, you know, I want to, I want to make art. I want to be an illustrator. Should I go to art school? What would you tell them? <laughs> Actually, people ask that sometimes. And it's I like, bet they I, do. <laughs> yeah. But you can't go wrong. Like if you, yeah. if you feel like you want to go to school or like if you're, if they're specifically asking, should I go to school? I'd say yes, because at least then you can decide while you're there if you like it or not. Like, I don't know. I I have the, I, I had the Susan Buffett scholarship. So I both feel like I wasted it, but also I'm thankful for it because I don't have any loans. Yeah. But I'm glad that I went to school and I was there for four years um, and I was still two years away from my degree at that point. Like it, maybe I should have just written it out, but I was so tired of it. I didn't feel like. I don't think that I do well in like a scholastic or academic environment, but I think that if it's like something that you're questioning, whether should I go into it or should I not, you might as well go and then decide whether or not you want to stay because at least you you've done both your options then. Yeah, that's great. That's great advice. So you drop out of school and is it to pursue art, your art, or is it to just get away from like the burnout feeling that you're having? Yeah, it was multiple reasons. Partially, I would say mostly the burnout. But on top of that, I was like, what, how old was I? 21? 21. And I was really just like, (laughs) I don't know, anarchist-y about it. I was being (laughs) like really annoying. I didn't do anything. I was just like, this is stupid. Like I physically can't do pottery because my hands hurt. Like I can't Mm. need it. So can't, why can't I just take another illustration course or something that I can do? Because I was, I was just mad at like the dean of the art school. I was mad at the art school. It's like this is stupid. Why do I have to do things that I know I'm not going to do outside of school because oh. I physically can't? Isn't that just On art top school, of taking, music school? Yeah, like you have to do all these thing. things you'll never it's, do. I'm not. I and I'm not gonna like never the like math courses and whatever. Like, I ugh, it just drove me crazy. I had to take biotechnology. Yeah. It's like I haven't, I haven't studied an organ fugue since theory one, you know? And it's like I have never needed <laughs> organ fugue in anything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I, I mean, I, and that said, I think years, school is good. Lot. Yeah, it is. I, I like, <laughs> I don't know. I was just kind of over it. And then I now I kind of just like, I didn't really have any other choice then to do what I'm doing now. I was a barista for a long time that kind of helped me. Mm-hmm. Um, so after yeah, you got out know. of school, did you immediately kind of mobilize 
and get this business underway, even if you were like working a side hustle to fund just like living expenses? I'm trying to think. Maybe I did, but I don't think it was like right away. I wanted to do like little pop-ups and stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. I was like always drawing, but I didn't do anything with them necessarily. I was just kind okay. of like drawing and then working at the coffee shop. And sometimes I would do shows around town. And if I sold a piece, cool, but usually I didn't. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until 2019 that I actually started the business and I dropped okay. out of school in 2016. So from three years, you were sort of like, it wasn't a full-time thing, but in 2019, did it become a full-time job? Like you quit your side hustle. That's amazing. That's really, really cool. So I feel like one thing you've done so well is utilize social media to help your business, right? Like you've grown such an amazing following. How have you done that? And do you think that like what I've said is true. <laughs> you know, I hate when people ask questions yeah. and they start with answering them, you know? <laughs> so anyways, is my answer for my question true? <laughs> uh, yeah, I would say I didn't, again, like that's not something that I necessarily meant to do. I just have cool friends. I'm really good friends with Michelle Kirchner. She owns Girl Scout and she's just been like amazing with helping me grow my business and like figure out, I don't know, she just is like a very kind person and very willing to share her informational wealth in terms of using platforms, but also in running an online business, she's really good at it. And then being kind of not like in with, but a friend of the pod, like my favorite murder have really helped with organic growth. Yeah. I mean, and every time they post or share something that I've done, it's just like, here's many followers that are going to like go hard for you. And they do like, the people who return to my online store are from My Favorite Murder and Girl Scout. And it's That's just, amazing. I mean, yeah, two really good groups of people. To and have how did you team. initially get connected with My Favorite Murder? Are you like a fan of murder podcasts? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's all it takes, folks. You heard it yeah. here first. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I, yeah, I was just listening to them. And then I think I made like a dumb drawing and they, like it and then I was in their book and they've just like kept in touch and I don't know George is cool that's so great I also love murder podcasts so I think that's very cool that connection (laughs) (laughs) oh that's Rose my dog is like literally the worst doing this podcast thing (laughs) and having this dog (laughs) I don't know I think yeah same I mean I'm in my office I don't have to are you at turbine right now no, I have a oh. studio and the apothecary. Apothecary. Okay. It sort of looks like a turbine vibe. But now yeah. that you say apothecary, that also yeah. makes sense. Yeah. That's a fun a- space. Mm-hmm. That's really yeah, cool. Yeah, that's where I got married. You got married in your studio. No. <laughs> I got married <laughs> I was like, in the apothecary. not a good work-life balance, Abigail. <laughs> no, no. Okay. We'll probably cut all that out. So anyways, <laughs> no, we might keep it. Who knows? I'll see what my editor thinks. Okay. Anyways. So one question I get all the time is, why do you still live in Lincoln? And I always feel like I give a really <laughs> bad answer. And then I feel like I've either built up Lincoln in a way that's not true or I've like completely torn it down and instead like I'll, I'll probably be moving. And you are a local to Lincoln. We both live in Lincoln, Nebraska. And so I want to know how you answer this question. Listen, I did not want to I did not want to stay here. I moved here and I was like, wow, I can't wait to get out of here. I, 
Lincoln has grown on me. And I think the only reason that Lincoln has grown on me the way that it has is because I met my now husband and his community is so cool. And they're just like, I mean, they just like it here. And so it's hard to find, to nitpick, no, like the food's not as good here as it is in Portland. The beer is, well, the beer is pretty good. The yeah, like the beer the is things to good. do, no hike it is. There's no hiking, there's no ocean. There's no, there's nothing mm-hmm. that beautiful. And that's like what I've always wanted is to go to a place that I can like go out and just see something beautiful. Like wake up and look out of my window, even if it's like 10 miles away and just see mountains. That'd be great. Mm -hmm. Being around people and having a community that I didn't think that I would ever have because my, I mean, growing up in Neely was just like strife. And, you know, there's like, I had no friends until I moved to Lincoln. And that's, I just, I don't know. The people here are what make Lincoln so, 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 so special. It's like, I, I mean... I can't, like, I want to leave. I still want to move and be somewhere for maybe like a year or two, but I just can't imagine calling a different place home. Gosh, we yeah, have a very, no. very similar vibe here <laughs> with Lincoln. I, I think that is what makes it so hard to describe because it really is the people. Because, yeah, I mean, I mean, there are beautiful spots, but they're so understated in comparison yeah. to or they're so, like, big, beautiful we, things. Right. Or like Lincoln and Omaha are in the southeast corner by Kansas and Missouri and whatever. I think that's right. But the like the beautiful part of the state, like if you go five hours west, it's like incredible. Yeah. You just have to go. And if drive you go places. four hours west, it's the ugliest thing you'll ever see. I mean, that, yeah. I mean, it's yeah, crazy. yeah. It's like a matter of like. 50 miles. It gets but so like, much worse before it gets better. <laughs> yeah, it does. Because Yeah, it's very true. But there's, I feel like, I, I don't know. I, I think that no matter where I would go, I would find reasons to want to be somewhere else. And that's mm-hmm. given me enough perspective. And especially like my husband loves it here. So I take that into consideration. I still want to do, I think maybe like an artist residency somewhere really different for a long time totally. and then come back and then just really be rejuvenated Have you looked in into Joseph Organ? No. There's a residency there at this hotel. I was just emailing them the other day. Please let me be one of your residents. Anyways, <laughs> after this interview, look up Joseph Organ. It's so beautiful. Okay. And they have this like artist residency. And I think you like contribute something to the hotel when you're done. Sweet. So I think it works really well for visual art. Cool. I'm not sure what I'm going to contribute, and I'm not sure if they're sure either. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, yeah, I I totally agree with all of those sentiments, and I think you've summed up Nebraska really well. But I do still think if anyone's listening who's not Nebraska-based, you should definitely visit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, also, like, every year for my birthday, I like to tube down the Niobrara River. And oh, it's that's just amazing. Like, the things that Nebraskans do for fun are just so much more like, they're just fun. Like they're stupid. Just like good, um, clean fun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's yeah. You can see the stars too. That's nice. Mm-hmm. It's true. Yeah. I mean, there are some really nice things about Nebraska and I, totally. I could make a list, but I'll spare everyone for now. Okay. So I've got a couple more questions sort of about the, like your art and things do you do you think like I, I feel like another thing you're really good at is being present a lot like sharing mm-hmm. a lot and getting at it every day do you think for visual artists today that 
is key. I don't, I mean, I don't know if it is, but I feel like it should be. I feel like it depends obviously like artist to artist, but I think the main part about making art is like, it's driven by something. Mine is obviously like driven by sadness and like darkness, but not all the way darkness. So I feel like, I don't know, that's my personality. Um, So I'm going to bring it out wherever I am. I know that a lot of artists focus on like beauty or whatever. I don't know. I just think that (laughs) Artists are super deep visual artists. And I don't, I mean, I wouldn't expect so many artists to be as like, I don't know, I'm a Leo. So <laughs> like a little bit more vocal and weird, but I, I don't know. I think that maybe not, I don't know if I'm answering this the right way. I think it is, but a lot of artists keep it quiet. Like okay. they keep it to themselves. They keep it first people who are close to them and special to them where my I've been living on the internet since I was 15 (laughs) and when I started living on the internet the people who were my friends were on the internet and Mm -hmm. so it's just kind of always felt like oh these people have been here through like all of this bad stuff so it doesn't feel weird it just feels like they're my friends yeah does it feel like a job no not really sometimes like when you're battling the algorithm to make sure that people are seeing these things that I've spent thousands of dollars on that I'm trying to sell. Mm -hmm. Yes. But when I'm just engaging with people and sharing work that I've made that I want them to see and I want them to feel and I want them to relate to, that doesn't feel like work to me. It just feels like something that I'm supposed to do. I just like to draw a lot. And if people like it, then that's cool. (laughs) That's great. Yeah, I love that. I I feel like you have a really good perspective on this and you're not, and you're just sort of like staying true to why you do this, which is really cool. One thing I've found with kind of being self-employed and being your own boss, I kind of hate that phrase, but like, you know, you know, like sort of having to generate things yourself, there's like big highs and big lows. Have you felt Mm -hmm. that? Yes. And how do you, how do you, right? The lowest (laughs) of the low where my husband says to me, this was not a business expense. And then I try to say, no, it was a business expense. Yeah. (laughs) So anyways, how do you ride those waves? Like, what do you do to kind of combat that? I don't really know if I have a good answer because I feel like I don't have a great handle on it, honestly. (laughs) It is a good answer though. (laughs) Yeah. I have a really, really wonderful husband. He's very helpful, but he gets swallowed up by it too. I think For me, I think that being swallowed up is just part of it. And you kind of just have to wait until you get spit back out and then just go from there, start Mm -hmm. again. But yeah, I have definitely not figured it out. I just feel small. And sometimes I let myself feel small until it's like, oh, I'm okay with this. And then sometimes it takes too long to get there. And then I'm just kind of like waiting. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I feel like one thing that's so crazy is like, I think it's trying to figure out a way to still feel good no matter what happens, you know, sort of like have yeah. a general sense of calm and peace. I feel like sometimes the the highs of the career make me feel like inflated and like better and more special than I am. And then the lows of the career, it's like, it's all over. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Even like the, the, when there's like a, like if we have a really, really good launch and we made like all our money back and then we made, like we made enough to be able to pay ourselves for the next couple months and that feels great. But then it's like, yeah, but I'm selling art online and the platforms that I'm using are soul sucking machines that <laughs> make me sad and everybody else sad. And I wish that I could do something else. And then it all just feels like 
all in your head and you get super attached to this idea that everything is temporary and that you're just gonna like, go down in flames or something. That's like what my highs are like. So, <laughs> Oh man. Yeah. I, I, I can relate. I really can relate. <laughs> so you, you make a lot of prints, you sold a lot of prints, but you sort of have started to now, and I don't know when this started, but kind of like sell products too. Like these denim jackets mm-hmm. are incredible. Like you have such cool Thanks. products. What made you decide to like sort of go deeper, explore into more than like prints of art? Yeah, mostly. So that will go back to Michelle, who's been helping me just watching her grow and seeing what works and what doesn't. And Cam even said, my husband, he said, t-shirts sell, like let's do t-shirts. It's funny that you actually are bringing that up because I want to scale back on that. I don't really want to be adding too much to like this unsustainable like fashion. I mean, yeah, well, and yeah, we use good brands that use recycled materials and like ethical and fair trade, but it's still putting more material into the world than needs to exist. Mm -hmm. So I'm trying to do more like niche items. I think I'm going to step away from t-shirts and sweatshirts for a minute after this next launch and do more specialty items. Like, I don't know, the banners and wall flags. I want to do like cute stationery and I don't know, decks of cards and stuff that that are just like cool. But yeah, t-shirts make money. I just, I I, I feel guilty about it sometimes. And I just, (laughs) I've never wanted to be a person that sells merch. I want to be a person that makes art that can live on people's walls. And I mean, outside of that, it's cool that it can exist as art on t-shirts and stuff, but it's just Mm -hmm. not really what I saw myself doing. Yeah, totally. Do you think that the last two years have had a big impact on you negatively or I mean, we're like, probably not positively, but how have you, how have you coped with the global pandemic the last two years? I would say not well. It's nice that (laughs) I'm like pretty introverted, but that doesn't matter. I think feel like the lack of human connection really did a number on me. It just like, it just gets really, I don't even know, like depressing isn't even the right word for it. It's just like that, like a constant ache. I feel like in my heart that I just, I just want to go to like Colorado with my friends and not worry about anything. And I just Mm -hmm. like, just can't do that. Or I just want to like even go to Omaha to see my grandma and my family. Like I can't do that. I haven't, seeing all my cousins who are like my best friends and you know so long it's just not easy I feel I mean people buy a lot more online so maybe it helped my business but Mm -hmm. that doesn't really it doesn't really make up for that the rest of it yeah yeah totally that's interesting and it it is it is kind of it's such a different way of doing art like when you make things and sell them opposed to like needing people to gather to hear music like it's just it's so different and so I was wondering you know how it has affected artists in your medium yeah I don't know if it's I mean I've definitely made a lot more art I have explored a lot more between like making merch doing stuff specifically for my store doing stuff specifically for me, getting back into analog creating. So like painting, illustrating Mm. by hand instead of with my iPad, which is a great tool. But Mm. yeah, it's been really nice to get back into the basics and just relearn who I am as an artist and what my art means to me. Yeah, that's so cool. So it seems like you have some really great mentors, some really great women in your life. Have you felt at all, 
you know, like how has being a female in the world of sort of like owning a business, like in the art world, how has that been? For me, it's been okay. I guess, I don't know. My husband works for me, so it feels pretty good to do. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> I haven't necessarily, I know Michelle has struggled with people not believing that she's the owner of a successful business. Not so much here, but that's again, Lincoln is very cool and has very cool people in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm very lucky. I think, trying to think of how to say like on the, like as a binary, like cis girl, um, mm-hmm. I'm pretty lucky. I feel like there's probably other people who have it a lot worse. Mm-hmm in terms of owning a business or running a creative business yeah. with being taken seriously and stuff. Yeah, that's really great. I, I feel too like with with making art the way you do, you sort of get to kind of pick your own people and kind of have yeah. a bit of an island, you know, like you don't have to like, and I don't know, you don't have to have a lot of people that you're seeing every day. You can kind of be sequestered and make art. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I got the office is so because I, I mean, I miss, again, like going back, like I miss going into the coffee shop and drawing for like, eight hours, mm-hmm. and just like watching people, I just have to get out of my apartment that yeah, it's just like, you can't do it. So but I needed a place. And yeah, I get to exist here and be sequestered. Mm-hmm. But I get to look at the window and see people going to the oven. That's great. So, oh, man, you have such a great yeah. spot. I love it down there. So what do you have coming up? What is 22, 2022 looking like for you? I I don't know. So I want to make a I want to do a book finally, like that's going to be the goal is to actually get started on that. And it's just not it's going to be like a maybe a, I don't want to give too much away, but like a book of poetry and works. So like a coffee table book, nothing. Nice. I'm not writing anything. I'm not a good writer. <laughs> but are you doing the poetry? That's like, yeah. Okay. So just everyone yeah, knows like word it's vomit. not good poetry. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> it, it might not be good. It's just like word vomit. From what I've read like of my yours, poem. you are absolutely a writer. <laughs> I don't really know. I kind of am taking, I don't want to get my hopes too high for 2022 because mm-hmm. historically the past two years, that just hasn't worked. So. We've been burned before. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm going to, I'm just going to take everything day by day. Today, my cousin texted me and told me that she got, her dream job, which is great. Uh, I have a friend who got good news from her doctor and more good news from her mom. And so today is a good day for my friends. So it's a good day for me. And I'm just going to do it like that. And I love that. I think that's <laughs> today's great. a good day. <laughs> that is the motto of 2022. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cool. Well, I think this is great. Thank you so much for chatting with me today. Yeah. Is there anything else you want to plug or talk about? Not particularly. I have (laughs) launches usually once a month. I have the next four or five planned. So that's good. That's great. Hopefully it works out for me for at least another year. (laughs) (laughs) Cool. Yeah. I'll link everything below so that people can follow and great. Hope you have a great rest of your day. Have a go. Thanks. It's going to be a good day. (laughs) It's a good day. Thank you so much for listening to It's My Party. We are so glad to have you here. If you'd like to find out more about Abigail, you can go to her website at abigailep.com. That is A-B-I-G-A-I-L-E-P.com. From there, you can learn more about her. You can see her shop, her work, contact her, and follow her on Instagram and all those good things. Thank you so much. As always, like, leave a review, 
say nice things about us. We love to hear it and we hope you all have a great week.